ChatGPT, but with ads. Has Bing been too quick? Well, let's get into that and hear what PMW's experts have to say. In the studio for today's news short, we have Sarah Dennis and Robin Langford talking through our recent reporting on ChatGPT's plans to produce AI-powered search and a little about the privacy fears that are permeating the industry. So welcome, Sarah and Robin. Hi, Lucy. Hello, Lucy. Sarah. What is going on? What is Microsoft doing? Has Bing been too quick is a question, but I feel like it was only a matter of time before Microsoft decided to start, in their words, exploring sponsored results and ads into its Bing chat interface, which, of course, is powered by ChatGPT4, the newest iteration of the thing that everyone seems to be talking about, which launched last month. Now... As we say, it's probably it probably was only a matter of time. And I know that a lot of the industry you know, are quite excited about the idea of a new sort of frontier for search advertising. But it can only prompt some questions around, probably as with other um, channels and ad, and ad formats, brand safety and brand suitability, that given the newness of this phenomenon, mm-hmm. might actually, you know, there are definitely questions that need to be sort of looked at carefully, probably on a brand by brand basis mm-hmm. before people start jumping in. Yeah, you spoke to Emma Lacey from Zephyr Indeed. Um, on brand safety, brand suitability, and she and what does she have to say? Well, she uh, well she quite rightly, to be in my opinion, um, had a note of caution around early adoption for this. In her own words, with organisations considering blending content, generated content and advertising content in the same search results, the line between suitable brand safe content and misinformation could become even more blurred. Now, um, another commentator that I spoke to uh, for my research into this, uh, Grace Mante at Kepler Group, put it in my mind very succinctly. If a user asks, what sneakers should I buy for high arches? Maybe Nike or Brooks wants to show an ad. If another user asks a chatbot, what sneakers should I buy to run away from home? I'd assume Nike and Brooks would want some safeguards in place so that ChatGPT within Bing doesn't say, it looks like there's a Nike store near you 2.1 miles away and XYZ shoe is great for running away from home. And I think that's the point. It's around making sure that those ads are authentically placed, but also in a way that is... Um, contextually appropriate and safe for brands in terms of operation. And then let's not get started on the hashtag ad element that may come as part of this. Like a lot of the performance marketing industry, it sounds like it's a bit of too much too soon. I think that's where we're going. Maybe not too much too soon, but let's not jump in with both feet just yet. Let's let the land lie. Let's see what the exploratory phase is coming out with. And I mean, obviously, there's lots and lots of concerns around ChatGPT at the moment, not least privacy concerns, but just even on a nuance of language basis, the um, unhinged result, results that Bing was getting when we, when GPT-4 first kind of came into play. So trying to find that expertise in using the programs and using that learning is definitely the way forward rather than let's just have another sponsored search. And Robin, you've been reporting on some of the privacy fears around ChatGPT, specifically the recent trouble it's got with the Italian government. 
Yeah, this was the first example of a Western government actually banning ChatGPT. Um, and and as the example Sarah gave, there's there's a lot of reasons to be cautious around it right now. And, and the unhinged answers were quite... Uh, we've seen some on Bing where it started to question its own existence and get rather sad, which I, I started to feel sorry for a robot when people are questioning it. It's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry I'm giving you the wrong answers. I, 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 and it's, it's really weird watching it tie itself in knots. It's weirdly human. And I think that's what we're going to start to see with some of this AI. We're going to see more of that blurring and that... That the emotional connection is going to be quite scary over, over time. Um, what we've seen in Italy is that um, they found a big breach that puts some actual user data and payment information was in breach of EU's GDPR laws. And what's happening with OpenAI and is they're kind of asking for forgiveness rather than permission at the moment because they said, "Oh, don't worry, we we fixed that leak and um, and we're on it now." But they shouldn't it shouldn't really be happening in the first place. And, and as always in this industry. It seems to be developing before the regulators can keep up, and and that's particularly been terrifying with what's what's been happening with with generative AI. I think the big step change we've seen since November, since the launch of of ChatGPT three and now four, is is the interface. What's happened is AI has been locked behind um, software companies' doors for ages, and what what's happened is this interface has been the user can now talk direct to AI and get a, a simple response. They can talk in really simple terms. They don't have to code anything. Just need to say, hey, give me this answer, and you'll get back an answer in plain English, unlike Google's basic, like, here's some rather random links kind of thing. It's a completely new way of interacting with AI. And no wonder it's got marketers rattled because it's going to change a lot of things. I actually do think... I know we like to talk about next big things since the advent of the smartphone. I think we've been always talking about, oh, it's going to be Google Glass or it's going to be the metaverse. I do actually think this AI, the version of AI we're seeing, is going to be quite a big game changer quite quickly. And and the pace, as as you talk about, Sarah, is, is the thing of concern. Completely right. It's the accessibility that it has to consumers and users. That's going to change a lot, um, like you said, though. What are the experts like? Musk and Wozniak, originally founders of OpenAI, well, Musk was, have now almost done a bit of a U-turn. Um, Apple had Siri, obviously, and that was that was sort of kind of AI. And, I mean, Tesla's cars are self-driving, so I mean, there's a lot of... They've already dabbled in AI themselves, and they're worrying about what they've unleashed, I think, in some respects. Um, and I think it will be... Yeah, the, the fact that our thousand other people wrote this sort of article, we should we should pause a um, generative AI now for six months is, is tricky because also the problem is the people that do stop, that's going to give, give it a big advantage for people that, that do. Like, you know, we might get the US and Western governments to pause, but that will just leave the door open for, say, um, China or someone to carry on that development in this time. Um, so it, there's a lot of implications either way for, for what's going to happen next. Um, but, the yeah, the key... The two key things I think with with generative AI are for marketers, it's going to change the skills you have, um, and it's also going to change the the audience you're marketing to. And I think one of the things, you know, the warnings from um, the industry around sort of jumping in too soon isn't just keep a step back. It's don't jump in without having at least some knowledge of you know where you're going with this, because if something goes wrong. And as we've seen, what's going on in Italy, although for a slightly different reason around privacy concerns, it could actually halt progress for others going forward. And I think that's something to bear in mind. The thing I think most interesting is the implications for marketers aren't just copywriting. And, you know, I, I think 
it's certainly useful as a research tool and 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 also summing things up. But I think um, it might also be useful for marketers because it can do coding. It can do mm. you can say you can delve into your analytics to a point where perhaps it can spot some trends that you haven't seen. And and, and people are already starting to harness those things. It's not just the way it returns English language. It can be how it returns coding language and all that data and all those kind of making those connections. I think those are quite interesting. And also doing a lot of menial tasks. I think a few of our articles recently on PMW have been talking about how it can do a lot of that a lot of the grunt work so that marketers can be more creative in the way they they utilize the data afterwards there's a reason to be positive about chat gpt as well well do we think then that people are actually going to slow down to consider it and you know pause for development because i can't see anyone that will i feel like well, they're not going to pause for development i think it's more they're going to just well if you're a t- if you're a developer no if you're not if you're a consumer whether that's a con- advertising consumer or a consumer consumer then you may just want to just not just literally just take a pause for thought not a pause to see if that if moving into that from a point of view of marketing and advertising is right for you that's that's really it but that's not to say they're not going to do it and I think if there's going to be any pause it should be a pause of a um a regulatory one where there's more it's more clearly signposted to the user that this that how their data is being used and how it's being used to help train the algorithms so i think having a sort of gdpr like pop-up on some of these things might be a good thing even though i know pop-ups aren't always that popular i think the issue with waiting for regulation to keep up is that this happens in pretty much every industry you've ever seen in particularly finance is a big one for this it stops innovation in a way because if you wait for regulation then it's then you would be waiting forever for something that might not necessarily be the issue it is. I mean, I guess that's the balance, though, isn't it? You know, how much do you prioritise innovation over? Yeah, well, that's one of the that's one of the reasons whether we agree with it or not that they're pushing this new this, and I hate the phrase, but new GDPR within the UK because they've suddenly realised that certain aspects of GDPR are not one hundred percent user appropriate, and the way they're going about it, I don't think is necessarily correct. But the, the that is the point, but it's taken them five years. It has taken them five years to get to a stage where, for example, legitimate interest is seen as direct marketing and all that kind of stuff. So if we now adopt that same time frame for generative AI and the regulation that might come behind that, it would have moved on another, yeah, it would have moved on another, what, dog years at that point. So I think what is undeniable is that this is the next big thing and if you're not part of it yet, you're going to be at some point soon. So it is, you know, get involved and get watching it. Well, thank you for listening to today's news short. You can listen to the latest episode of Attention Seekers with Aslan Raj, CMO at Merkel and Dentsu at performancemarketingworld.com. But don't forget to like, follow and subscribe and leave us a review. And see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.